spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Long Mookie Betts. For Taylor who makes diving catch. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left and deep. And This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday night, your Los Angeles Dodgers. 107 wins. They set the franchise mark for wins in a season last night in San Diego. Tonight, they look to add to that number as they close out this series with the Padres. Both teams going with the opener. Bruce Dargratter will go for the Dodgers. Steve Wilson will go for the Padres. First pitch from Petco Park is set for 640. Coming up over the next 60 minutes here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. He's got an update on Tony Gonsolin. We'll get to that. We'll preview this pitching matchup tonight. Who's going to come in after Bruce Dargratterall, who is the opener in 30 minutes? Your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. David Vasse goes one-on-one with Matt Williams, former Giant and Diamondback, now Padres assistant coach. Shortly, we'll go down to the field and check in with Kirsten Watson. In just a couple minutes, we'll check in with Rick Monday and Tim Neverett out at the booth. Well, last night in San Diego, a pitcher's duel turned into a scoreless game, which went to extra innings, then then saw the Dodgers set a franchise record. Julio Urias got the start. The Dodger left-hander was really good. Six shutout innings. He scattered six hits along the way while striking out five. Urias reduced his ERA to an NL best 2.17. The Dodgers offense, like they've done this season, didn't give him much run support. How about none? They had their opportunities, though. The Dodgers load the bases in the first and in the fifth innings against Joe Musgrove, but couldn't get anything across. Joey Gallo struck out both times. The Dodgers chased Musgrove after five innings and 106 pitches. He did put up zeros on the scoreboard as the Dodgers and Padres were scoreless as they went to the bullpens. Neither team would score in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, or the ninth. So extra innings they went in San Diego. Free baseball for everybody. In the second straight night, they did that. This time, they went to the top of the tenth. The runner on second. Trey Turner led off the inning by striking out. That brought up Freddie Freeman. Stretch by Wilson. Now the pitch. Freddie swings, and that's going to be a base hit in the center field. Betts will score, and the Dodgers lead it 1-0. Boy, oh boy, it took a long time tonight, but the Dodgers finally got a run. RBI single for Freddie, the first run of the game. Dodgers up 1-0. That's all they would get, though, in the top half of the 10th inning. So the bottom of the 10th, they went Tommy Canely on in relief. Canely got Josh Bell to ground out. He struck out Trent Grisham. And then he got Kim to hit a comebacker to end the game. Dodgers 
hold on and beat the Padres one nothing in 10 innings. Alex Vesey gets the win in relief. Julio has a no decision despite the six shutout innings with the win. Dodgers set a franchise record for wins in a season with 107. And they can add on to that. They've got eight games to go as the Dodge seven games to go as tonight, the Dodgers and Padres wrap up this three game series in San Diego with bruised our Gratterall on the mound first pitch at six 40. And with more, let's head out to Petco park as we say hello to Rick Monday and Tim never guys. Tim, thanks very much as we count you down to the first pitch between the Dodgers and Padres. Third game of this three-game series, the rubber game, as a matter of fact. The weather here, very, very good, as usual in San Diego. Some blue skies over the ballpark right now, but the Dodgers uh, 107-48. and 48. No Dodger team has ever won this many games in a single season, so 107 and counting as they look to extend their all-time best record in franchise history tonight. The Padres have a magic number of four still to clinch a postseason spot, while the Dodgers have a magic number of two to clinch home field throughout the entire postseason. It will be a, a bullpen game of sorts tonight as the Dodgers go on a dry run. Bruzdar Gratterall will start. Andrew Heaney expecting to follow out of the bullpen. And Stephen Wilson, who pitched late in the game last night in relief, will start in front of uh, who we believe to be uh, Sean Manaya here today. It's going to be uh, a bullpens and kind of strange, too, to see Wilson going to uh, start tonight. Uh, he's only the second player this year that has finished a game and then started the next game. So we'll find out what's going to happen. And for Gratterall comes in, it'll be smoke gets in your eye because you figure if he's got a chance to warm up ahead of time. We'll talk about a little bit more in the ball game. Uh, I would advise the San Diego Padres to be looking for fastball, oh, somewhere about 100 miles an hour. Yeah, 100, 101, just depends. But, yeah, he's going to be throwing heat as soon as he gets out there. So, as far as the lineup is concerned, the Dodgers, uh, we found out just a few moments ago, had to make a late change. Trace Thompson was scheduled to be in the lineup in left field and bat seventh, but he had to leave the ball club for the day for personal reasons. Dave Roberts said he is expected back. Uh, but Miguel Vargas will get another opportunity, so the Dodgers will get another look at the young right-handed bat. And it's actually very interesting, Tim. We've been talking the last number of days about Dave Roberts has the luxury, A, of knowing that, look, they can get some people in there, get some swings. The Dodgers need to improve the swings, by the way, in this series in the two games. They are collectively, well, with runners in scoring position, they have not done a very good job. They're just two for 26, so Vargas gets a chance. Chris Taylor's in the lineup again. He's going to be at second base tonight, and Cody Bellinger will be in center. Munsey will be in the uh, the third base position. It's going to be Austin Barnes behind the plate doing the catching. Will Smith will be the designated hitter, but this Dodger ball club coming in with full knowledge. Last night, they set a new franchise record with win number 107 and trying to add even more to that win column. Yeah, David Vassay asked a very good question to Dave Roberts a little while ago about the the four players, essentially, who are vying for two spots in the outfield in the postseason, Chris Taylor included. And uh, one thing that Dave said was that Taylor is trending in the right direction. Now, Chris is in there at second base tonight, but that uh, he likes what he sees out of Chris Taylor, and the other guys need to still put in some work. Yeah, Taylor's made better contact than some of the other guys, uh, including Joey Gallo, continues to have difficulty putting the ball into play. When he does, yeah, has a chance to hit it a long way. Going to be interesting also because um, as Roberts and baseball operations looking at this ball club, they're going to have the luxury of five off days before they go into the first round. That first round roster 
assuming they will get to the second round, may look totally different than when they advance onto that one, depending upon the team that they're going to be matched up again. Are they heavily laden with left-handed pitching or right-handed pitching? And how's that going to affect the selection process of the Dodgers' postseason roster? Dodgers 107 and 48, the Padres 86 and 69. The rubber game of the three game set, final road game of the regular season for the Dodgers coming up from San Diego, Tim. All right, thank you guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll go one on one with David Vasse, who will go one on one with Matt Williams, Padres assistant coach. We'll check in with the manager, Dave Roberts, who's got an update on Tony Gonsolin. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. Up next, though, we'll go down to the field at Petco Park and check in with Kirsten Watson. Sort of leading you up to first pitch from San Diego, Dodgers and Padres. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday night. I'm Tim Case, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's Dodgers and Padres on this Thursday night as they wrap up this three-game series in San Diego. It's the openers, Bruce Dargratterall and Steve Wilson. First pitch at 640. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids, your trusted charity for car donations. Also accepts donations of boats, RVs, motorcycles, and real estate. Call them at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. All right, Kirsten, not a traditional night for the Dodgers and Padres, both going with openers. The Padres, the guy who ended the game last night, is going to start the game for them. And Bruce Dargratterall get the start for the Dodgers. He sure will. So, yeah, the plan for him is take down uh, the top three guys in the lineup, set the tone for the game, and then Andrew Heaney is going to actually come in, take the bulk of the innings. He was slated to start today. Um, but they kind of don't want to just get him ready for what this postseason could look like. We've, I know we've kind of talked about it here on the show. Just the plan is you've got Julio Rodriguez, Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson. Those three are kind of like the confirmed starters. And then in that DS series, Dave has told us that you're going to need four starters. So, they, realistically, there is a chance that um, Andrew Heaney could be coming out of the bullpen. He's been a starter his entire career. So, this would be a really great just first step in getting him to kind of experience coming out of the bullpen. It might be a little bit of a learning curve, but. Uh, hopefully he can get, whether it's a rep in here today and get another time, um, sim games at Dodger Stadium and those days off. So should be um, should be hopefully a good thing for him and he can kind of get that experience and we'll go from there. Looking at the Dodgers down the stretch here, Kirsten, the outfield, there's a log jam of players and they got to figure out what they're yeah. going to do come postseason. Yeah, they really will. I mean, look, you have guys like Trace Thompson, you have Joey Gallo, you've got Cody Bellinger, you've got Chris Taylor. Uh, really the only, I guess you can say, like, you have two confirmed ones. You've got Mookie Betts out there, and you've got Cody Bellinger. Cody's been fantastic on defense. Yes, he's still kind of finding his way at the plate. The days has felt like the quality of at-bats recently have been really good. Uh, and, and there's also something in the sense of you trust the guy in the postseason. We've seen last year he struggled during the regular season, but when it came to the postseason, he, sure, he showed up, and he showed out, and then you also have uh, um, someone like Chris Taylor and something kind of similar. He did struggle kind of on the back end of last season, but then once the postseason uh, came, I mean, he's the reason they made it out of the wild card with that walk-off homer. So those are two guys where you can, you can really trust kind of what, um, not only just like what the history says, but what the results have said for them in the postseason. 
then you've got someone like Joey, and you've got, obviously, plus defender. Um, and you've got Trey Thompson, who has been doing a lot for this team and coming up in clutch situations and showing that he also belongs. But not everyone, um, not necessarily all of them, could very much make the postseason wow. roster. But when you look at what the, the, um, the current roster looks like right now, you know, a few guys, that means if all of them make it, the two other guys may not, um, which is very tricky to see. So, oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of decisions are going to have to be made, a lot of tough ones, but we will just have to kind of wait and see what happens. Yeah, a couple of guys are going to be the odd man out come the NLDS. Kirsten, we appreciate it. We'll check in with you after the game. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from former Giant, former Diamondback, now Padres assistant Matt Williams. We'll get you an injury report, and we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts when we return. It's the Dodgers and Padres' final game of this three-game series from San Diego. I'm Tim Case. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres wrapping up this three-game set from Petco Park. Bruce Dark Gratterall, Steve Wilson, the pitching matchup as both teams go with openers. We expect to see Andrew Heaney, though, come in and pitch a bulk of the innings afterwards. First pitch coming up at 640. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Phil Bickford, placed on the IL yesterday with the right shoulder fatigue. Yancy Almonte was activated, pitched really well last night in his inning of relief. Tony Gonsolin on the IL, more on him coming up with Dave Roberts in just a second. Blake Trinan on the IL, he threw today for the third straight day. Despite shoulder tightness, Dustin May on the IL with a lower back tightness, more on him coming up. Kevin Pillar trying to work his way back into this lineup somehow, some way, coming off the bench if possible. He's in AAA Oklahoma City with the Dodgers. Let's head back out to San Diego, get the pregame thoughts from the Dodgers skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Dave, you've got Bruce Hargrader as the opener tonight. Uh, what can you share for, with us? Just the plan, you know, that Andrew will take the bulk innings, but is it expected for him to come out right after, or do you potentially see someone else in I think uh, he'll come right after. Um, it, it's something just to continue to, uh, you know, give us optionality going forward. And Andrew's been a starter, um, you know, his entire career. So to kind of give him a little opportunity to come out of the pen and see what that's like, feel what that's like, um, just made a lot of sense. And where Brewstar is at with his usage just made sense uh, to run him out there to start. Do you expect it to be a learning curve for Andrew? I think so. Um, you know, this is more driven for him to kind of get this experience than bruised our opening for Andrew, but certainly a learning experience. Some of the more recent home run issues for Andrew, is there anything you've been able to pinpoint? Is it the command, location? What have you sort of looked at? Um, I think it's uh, command has something to do with it. Um, and I think uh, sequencing in the sense of he's a two-pitch pitcher essentially. Uh, mixes in a changeup once in a while, but uh, you know, guys are going to hunt the heater, and, and when he mi- misses out over, uh, he takes on some damage. Um, but when he's sequencing right, keeps guys off the fastball, he's uh, much more effective. You've been waiting for one of those four outfielders to kind of raise their hand, or at least two of them to raise their hand between Taylor, Thompson, Gallo, and Bellinger. Have you seen? Any signs of any one of those or two of those guys maybe saying, you know, showing you that they are the guys? 
Um, I'll start by saying they're they're all kind of you know obviously they're put in work, but results certainly matter. Um, you know, I, I think obviously Joey had a rough night. Um, I know he's competing in there. Rough night last night. Um, I think CT is starting to trend a little bit in the right direction, um, and Trace um, is figuring some things out. Um, Cody, I think the yeah, back quality has been good for the last week. I think he's been good, maybe not getting the results uh, that um, are reflective of how he's feeling at the plate. All right, there's Dave Roberts talking about the outfield situation. More on that coming up. Tony Gonsolin, sounds like he's going to pitch for the Dodgers during this Rocky series, so that is good news. Down the dugout brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's Ava PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. Who wants tickets to the Dodgers and Rockies this weekend out of Dodger Stadium? It's a six-game series. We got tickets 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Caller 10. Right now, you're going to the game this weekend. Dodgers and Rockies, courtesy of your home of the Dodgers and 570 LA Sports. All right, we'll continue here on Morocco Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll check in with David Vassane. So we lead up to first pitch. Dodgers and Padres on this Thursday night. I'm Tim Cates, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Padres. Final game of this three-game set. Final road game of the regular season. The Dodgers return home for a six-game homestand. All six against the Colorado Rockies tonight. Bunch of openers. Bruce Nargraderall, Steve Wilson. We expect to see Andrew Heaney at some point. First pitch of 640. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider, David Vassay. All right, my guy, David Vassay now joins us from San Diego. Dave, we heard a little bit from Dave Roberts. I mean, it's just a fact. One guy in the outfield right now has solidified his spot, and that's Mookie Betts. Left field and center field. They're up for grabs for October. They really are, and the Dodgers made the trade for Joey Gallo, bringing him into the mix to see whether or not he would be one of the guys that would stand tall against right-handed pitching. It just hasn't materialized. As you know, Tim, last night, a rough night for Joey Gallo, leaving eight men on base, striking out twice with the bases loaded, one time in the first inning, the other time in the fifth inning, and he's only hitting a buck seventy-five with 50 strikeouts since joining the Dodgers. 
Chris Taylor obviously has had a rough season. I feel like this goes all the way back to the offseason where he had an elbow cleanup surgery. He just has never gotten on track this year, and then he had the broken foot. So uh, he is uh, he's trying to get on track, but he has a very complicated swing with a lot of launch angle. And Cody Bellinger, we know the saga of him. But as you heard Dave Roberts say, the one thing Bellinger and Taylor have going for them is that they have done it before in October, Mm. not just once, multiple years. So they are going to get the benefit of the doubt. And you heard about Trace Thompson. He obviously has done well for the Dodgers, Tim, but I'm not sure as well as some might think he has started to cool off a little bit the last couple of weeks. Bruce Dargratterall gets to start tonight, David. First, kind of scratching your head, like, what are they doing? Are they trying to be cute here? But this is sort of setting up something, isn't it? Yeah, there's a purpose for this, and it's not about Bruce Dargratterall. It's actually for Andrew Heaney, who is more than likely going to come out of the bullpen in the postseason. The Dodgers want him to get acclimated, what it takes to come in, out of the bullpen. He obviously has been a starter his entire career, so the Dodgers need him to get used to warming up and coming into a game. David Vasse is with us, brought to you by Ford Truck Month this year. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. All right, Dave, 19 games between the Dodgers and Padres. Kind of feel like the Padres aren't very good. Yeah, it's been a rough go. I know here in San Diego, everybody wants to measure the Padres to the Dodgers, but Mm -hmm. yet again, they've fallen short by quite a bit. And (laughs) the Dodgers and Padres, the buzz around here in San Diego is it's been a significant um, drop-off between these two teams. Mm -hmm. And the run differential obviously is significant, and the wins and losses are significant. The Dodgers have dominated San Diego in their head-to-head meetings, so uh, there is still a sizable gap between the Dodgers and Padres, and that's a good thing for the Dodgers because um, they they certainly have shown the Padres once again who their daddy is. Dave, real quick, the lineup. Will Smith, designated hitter, Austin Barnes doing the catching. Do you think this is something we can see more of in October? I mean, Barnes has been pretty good offensively. We know how good he is defensively. Yeah, this goes back to the first night here in San Diego when we saw Max Muncy getting the start at second base and Barnes, uh, the catcher, and Will Smith as the DH. Dave Roberts did admit that that could be something that you will see moving forward, Mm. and it's predicated on better defense up the middle with Muncy at second and Barnes behind the plate. And we saw Barnes catching four of the six World Series games in 2020 with Will Smith, the DH, that year. I wouldn't be surprised to see that again. All right, Dave, we appreciate it. Great stuff. Looking forward to your conversation with Matt Williams coming up in 15 minutes. Dodger fans, don't go anywhere. I need three contestants because right now it's time for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You know how it works. You predict the player in the inning, the most wicked play will happen tonight. If you're correct, you win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. Now, all three of our contestants do get tickets to Six Flags just for playing, so you do win. 866-987-2570. Leading out to first pitch, Dodgers and Padres on this Thursday night. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. 
on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres. Bruzdar Gratterall and Steve Wilson, the pitching matchup. Both openers. Bruzdar Gratterall won't be out there long. We expect Andrew Heaney to be the bulk inning guy after him. First pitch coming up at 640. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our three contestants are ready to go. Jimmy, Jimmy, start us off. What's your guess? The guess being... Um... Mookie Betts in the first. Mookie Betts in the first inning. All right, good luck to you, Jimmy. Sam is our second contestant. Sam, welcome to you. What is your guess? I've got uh, Will Smith in the third. Awesome. Will Smith in third inning. Good luck to you, Sam. Our third and final contestant is David. David, welcome to you. What is your guess? How about Freddie Freeman in the seventh? Freddie Freeman in the seventh inning. All right, good luck to you, David, Sam, and Jimmy. Our three contestants in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. We got less than a week and a half to go till October. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. October baseball, that is, as the calendar will flip to October on Saturday. Regular season ends next Wednesday. The Dodgers' best record in baseball, the New York Mets. The New York Mets have clinched the playoff spot. They've got a one-game lead over the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. The St. Louis Cardinals have clinched the NL Central. The wild card is getting wild. The Atlanta Braves, comfortable lead for the top wild card spot. The Padres now a comfortable three games lead for the second wild card spot. As we speak right now, the Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers are tied for the third and final wild card spot in the National League. The Phillies have lost again today. They've now dropped five in a row, seven of their last ten. They are falling apart while the Milwaukee Brewers are in a tie right now, and the Brewers lead the Marlins 2-0 in the fifth inning in Milwaukee. So if the Brewers can win, they'll have a half-game lead over the Phillies and leapfrog them into third for the wild-card spot in the National League. So something to keep an eye on is that final wild-card spot, the Brewers and the Phillies down the stretch. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. So we lead you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres. Bruzdar Gratterall is the opener for the Dodgers. First pitch coming up at 640. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's. Home with original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor. Mm, on game night, feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into these openers starting for the Dodgers and Padres. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger... Rick Monday. Rick, the Dodgers enter tonight's game with the most wins in franchise history with their one nothing victory last night. They now have won 107 games. No other Dodger team has ever done that before. No, and they're trying to go for 108, and they've got uh, seven shots in order to get that, even higher than that. Um, one thing that they need to do is stop going extra innings. Each of the two games in this series have gone 10 
And just one run scored last night, and uh, the Dodgers walked away with a one nothing victory and another very good outing by Julio Urias, who went six innings, no runs on five hits, walked a couple of batters, struck out five, and he had two very timely ground ball double plays mixed in on top of it. So all the Urias has done, lowered his ERA to 2.17. The batting average against now is just at 199. And Urias, uh, you know, did not pick up the victory but still winds up 17-7, and seven, and he has been absolutely spot on, especially since the All-Star break. Rick, Julio does not throw 100 miles an hour, but from what I've been told, his fastball has a lot of late life. Yeah. Can you see that? Well, I, I've been talking really for the last uh, three years about uh, Urias and, and the fact that we see hitters at times surprised by the fastball. Not that he threw the fastball. Surprised by the fastball that evidently does not appear to get the home plate as rapidly as it does. Because we see a lot of uh, swings are kind of late to the dance. And we've seen hitters kind of walk away from home plate with kind of a puzzled look on their faces. They thought they had it. They thought they had it. Oops, they didn't have it. No, they did not. And it it comes on the (laughs) fastball. Of course, it sets up also because he's able to throw that that curveball, the curveball slurve. Um, and the changeup and throw those for strikes too. So it really enhances the opportunity to sneak that fastball uh, past some hitters. The Dodgers game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Rick, I'm going to take you to the Wayback Machine because currently showing on a nationally televised network is a documentary about the Dodgers and Yankees rivalries from 77 through 81. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't feel like they've given your Dodgers enough credit. I, I, you know, I, I've actually heard about it. Um, let me guess. The production was coming out of New York, possibly? It sounds. It seems that way because all we see is Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson. Really? Yeah. Jeez, I thought there were some other people, not only on the Yankees team, but I thought there was another team that they were playing. Of course, when you turn on the, uh, the television... Um, don't you get tired of seeing Yankees and Red Sox? I mean, how many do they play 40 games a year against one another? Feels that way. The best team in baseball is on the West Coast. So they left out 81 also? A uh, very, very brief mention towards the end. It mm. seemed a lot of focus on 77 and well, 78. Well, there's no question. Uh, you know, we, the Dodgers, lost to the Yankees in 1977 and again in 1978. And then the stage was set again for 1981. What really made 81, I think, um, even more of a billboard, Dave, was the fact that, that we knew in Montreal that the Yankees had already clinched the American League championship. That was actually uh, more vo- motivation for us to win. Not that you needed more motivation, but for us, there was an, a feeling of, uh, well, it was a storybook that had been left open from 77 and 78. So there was more push for us to be able to go back and play the Yankees again for the third time, at least this group, majority of the group, in 81. That's what made it even even sweeter, I think, uh, having been denied 77, 78, and coming back and finally riding this ship in 1981. But a little surprising you're saying. You're not the first I've heard it from, by the way, that uh, said, oh, 
they kind of glanced over the 81 season. Yeah, they certainly did. Wow. But we don't that. do that here. No, we well, <laughs> you know, a lot of people in New York don't realize that there's actually part of the United States west of the Mississippi. <laughs> well, they'll realize that at the end of this yeah. baseball what season. What is that big thing in St. Louis? That, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Gateway to some, the west. Some people don't know about that. Yeah, true. <laughs> Hey, Rick, thanks a lot, and uh, thank you for setting the record straight on the Dodgers-Yankees rivalry. Okay. It'd be kind of nice if we had another rivalry. 2022, Dodgers and Yankees, sign me up. No doubt. That very well may happen. Tim, we'll send it back to you in the studio. All right. No East Coast bias here. We're all about the Dodgers. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of tonight's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Tim Neverett and get you the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with... Former big leaguer, now assistant with the Padres, Matt Williams. It's the Dodgers and Padres from Petco Park in San Diego. I'm Tim Cates of Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres from San Diego on this Thursday night. Bruce Dark Gratterall, your opener, followed by Andrew Heaney. First pitch is 640. Opening weekend of the autumn racing meet at Santa Anita Park kicks off tomorrow. Santa Anita Park is giving you a chance to win four VIP tickets to Santa Anita's Oktoberfest trackside, plus a VIP tour and $100 betting voucher. Go to am570lasports.com, keyword Oktoberfest. To enter, that's cool. Still to come, Rick and Tim will get you the keys to the game. We'll also dive deeper into this pitchy mantra. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player? It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. The Dodgers and Padres are closing out their regular season series, and we're joined right now by a man that had a great career in Major League Baseball, 17 years in the big leagues playing third base, five-time All-Star, and certainly is known as a Dodger nemesis playing in the National League West with the Giants and world champion Arizona Diamondbacks. He's now the third base coach for the San Diego Padres. That is Matt Williams. Matt, thanks a lot for the time. You got it. Thanks for having me. It feels like your baseball identity has always been linked to the National League West and yeah. especially the Dodgers and the rivalry no matter what team you were on. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's a case where the Dodgers have always been a perennial powerhouse and th- this year's no different of course and um, us trying to knock them off yeah. in one form or another but uh, yeah, some some great some great seasons, uh, great rivalry between the Giants and the Dodgers and even the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the National League West is a nice place to be. Matt, I was talking to your former teammate, Will Clark, in San Francisco, and he said he always appreciated, despite the rivalry Dodgers-Giants, Vince Scully always made a point to come down and get to know you guys. Yes, and you know, even, even as a rookie player, I can remember um, him being in the clubhouse and knowing everybody by first name. Mm. You know, and that, it, you know, it, that's, it says something to wow. a young player that, Somebody of that magnitude, somebody of that um, tradition in in Los Angeles would would know you by your first name, your yeah. first day in the big leagues, and uh, it makes you feel comforted yeah. and 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 part of the fraternity. Yeah, I was going to ask you how much do you appreciate that? It you weren't just playing for another team; you were playing for the San Francisco Giants. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, Vin, of course, <laughs> the the consummate baseball fan first and foremost. So he appreciated guys that played and played hard and tried to win and um, he'll be sorely missed for sure but 
we'll all cherish the memories we've got of him. Matt Williams is our guest. Matt Williams, by the way, hit 43 home runs in a lockout shortened season in 1994. With Aaron Judge hitting 61 last night, a lot of people thought in 94, if that season plays out, you might have been the one to break Roger Maris's record. Yeah, well, it was one of those years. I, you know, I never got close after. I never, yeah. you know, never got close to that number after that. But uh, it was one of those years. It was, it was strange. I had like, at that point when the lockout happened. I had 43 homers and like 12 doubles. Nobody could explain. You can't explain that. Uh, but it just so happened that if the ball, if I hit the ball and I drove it, it would just sneak over the fence. And oh. so it was one of those years. But, um, you, you know, you never know what can happen. I know that now um, Aaron's put together a fantastic season. Uh, he's poised to break it at any day, yeah. you know. And so uh, it's nice to see. It's nice to see somebody, especially in today's game, that uh, that's that hits for average and for power mm-hmm. and drives runs in. Uh, it's pr- it's quite a commodity these days. Matt Williams has been a pro his entire baseball life and had a unique experience during the 2020 pandemic. You went over and managed in Korea. You were the first American-born manager in Korean baseball history. What was that experience like? It was fun. It, you know, COVID was a real problem. It was a real problem globally, of course, but. Um, we didn't get to experience the whole feeling of Korea. It's it's a completely different, different game. Um, uh, I got a chance. One of our guys, Hassan Kim, was over there when I was there. I uh, got a chance to watch him play on a pretty regular basis. But it, the culture was fantastic. They loved their game. Uh, they loved their players. It's you know they, they don't necessarily have the sports that we have here. They've got some basketball. They've got some soccer. But the baseball tradition in South Korea is where it's at. And um, each team has their own fantastic fan base. So it was fun. The, the language was challenging at times. Um, but the reality is that the majority of the guys that are over there playing, um, all the baseball terms they use are in English anyway. Wow. So once on the field, yeah. you can communicate. Once we get off the field, I didn't speak very good Korean. <laughs> they didn't speak very good English, but it, we... We seem to manage okay. What drew you there? Just, just a fact that I, you know, I, I got a chance to manage in Washington. Um, there was a little bit of unfinished business there, so I wanted to give it a try again and try to, you know, correct things that I, that I may have done improperly mm-hmm. as a manager and get some, some more experience. Just in case, you know, you never know if you're, if you're a third base coach or a bench coach. Um, there was a situation this year where I potentially had to manage the game while coaching third base wow. because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So, you know, all the experience that you could get is is valuable, regardless of whether it's here or whether it's in South Korea. Um, so I, I had an opportunity to go and thought, you know, you live once. Yeah. And you might as well take the opportunity and, and see what you can make of it. And then, of course, Bob called and said, hey, you want to think about coming to San Diego? And that was that made my mind up right there. Reunited from Oakland days, Matt Williams and Bob Melvin. Hey, this has been a real treat. Growing up, Matt Williams was uh, public enemy number one in Los Angeles, so it's great to share you with Dodger fans. Well, congratulations to the Dodgers and their fans for this year. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're making history every single day. They've got a great team. 
uh, hopefully we can make it there. And you never know, we may meet up again. Maybe we'll give them a run for their money. No doubt. There's a very good chance we'll see you in October. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There he is, Tim. Matt Williams, now Padres third base coach. We'll send it back to you in the studio. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your drivers. We lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. Coming up next, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Padres wrap up this three-game series. Final road game of the regular season for the blue. First pitch coming up at 640. And now... Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Bruce Dargratterall on the mound. He's your opener, the 24-year-old right-hander, making his first start this year. His fourth start of his career with the Dodgers. Last pitched on Sunday, one shutout inning against the Cardinals. Andrew Heaney will be the bullpenning guy coming in after Bruce Dargratterall. Steve Wilson, who closed out the game last night and took the loss for the Padres, will become the first Padre pitcher in the history of the franchise to finish a game one day and then start the game the very next other day. The 28-year-old right-hander is 4-2 at the 2.88 ERA. Last night, he gave up that RBI single to Freddie Freeman in the 10th inning. Dodgers, Padres, a pair of openers going tonight in the series finale. We're 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Padres. Final game of this three-game set. Pair of openers going at it. Bruce Dark Gratterall and Steve Wilson. Dodger fans, we need the very best care for your child. Go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Rank number one in all of California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, final check-in from the booth with Rick and Tim. Guys. Tim, thanks again as we get ready for this one here tonight. The Dodgers looking to take the series. They are 13-5 and against the Padres this year. Five and three in San Diego, and those three losses in San Diego all in extra innings. However, they figured it out last night. Freddie Freeman getting the game-winning RBI in a one-nothing win, but the uh, pitching a little bit different today in terms of the plan for both teams. Bruce Dark Gratterall will start, expected to go one inning perhaps, get through Profar, Soto, and Machado at the top of the order, and then we'll see Andrew Heaney who is expected to pitch a number of innings, and really the key tonight is how Andrew Heaney does and uh, how many more strikeouts he can rack up. Well, earlier we talked about the, the Dodgers trying to get people ready for their postseason roster, and the same way with, with Heaney. They want him to loosen up after the game is underway. He will most likely come out of bullpen's postseason play, depending again upon the team that they will get matched up against. So this is kind of a dry run and see how it works with Granterol. He'll probably just go one inning, and I would imagine there will not be too many change-ups thrown by Gratterall during that outing. We saw Stephen Wilson last night. He wrapped things up and ended up taking the loss in extra innings. Of course, the unearned run because the placed runner came around to score, but he gave up the hit to Freddie Freeman. He struck out two. 
So he's the last pitcher the Dodgers have seen, and he'll be the first pitcher tonight. And then Sean Manaya expected to come in, whether it's going to be second or third, but for Manaya, he's faced the Dodgers three times already this year, and he has not really enjoyed it at all. 13 innings total. It is ERA against the Dodgers this season, since coming over from the A's, almost 15 and a quarter. So he has given up a lot of runs, and he has been backing up a lot of bases. Getting you ready for the rubber game, Dodgers and Padres in San Diego, Tim. All right, first pitch is coming up. After the game, I'll have all the postgame festivities as the Dodgers will get out of San Diego, hopefully with the series win. Head back home for the final homestand of the regular series. Six, count them, six against the Colorado Rockies beginning tomorrow night out at the ravine first pitch is next with rick and tim dodgers and padres from san diego i'm tim cates has been morongo casino dodgers on deck on the los angeles dodgers audio network enjoy the game everybody